Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Mike's on. He's ready to go. On the fan. New York Sports Radio. Mike's on. Mike's on. To get you the sports and it when and he can. It's Mike Francis on. We join you on this Thursday night, a rainy night, but it's still pretty warm. The weather hasn't been bad here in uh, the city as we kind of slog through the uh, winter. And it's been a very busy February. Usually, you know, there's not a lot going on, but we have not had that be the case this February as there's storylines abound as the teams continue to be completely dysfunctional in places uh, and uh, nothing seems to make any sense. The program, as always, brought to you by Casamigos Tequila. Casamigos, brought to you by those who drink it. Um, we're joined by Marty Lyons a little uh, later in the half hour. He's. Uh, we're going to see if we can uh, tap you guys tap my audience, which is always very generous for some donations, and tell you about an event he's got where he needs a little help. So he uh, and Dr. Vermeero have asked for uh, a chance to really see if they can uh, publicize their event and for a very good cause, so we'll do that a little later in a half hour. You know, until on this trade deadline, until the Knicks make it official, I'm not going to go into the specifics of what it means because I don't want to w- do it and then not have it be official. We don't. We know there's uh, rumors, strong rumors, every indication that Leon Rose is going to be the guy. Uh, let's wait until he's been made official. The Knicks made sure to put out a statement today that he is not yet the president of the team, so we'll wait on that. The, we have heard that the Met deal is off. Uh, Manfred made that very clear. I know Met fans were hoping that this would be a new day. I know they were hoping that it would be nice to have a game changer, a guy who could be that big a a, uh, changer because you're talking about someone who would have been by a wide margin the richest man in baseball. Now, that doesn't always equate to spending. There have been many rich owners teams, individuals had great family wealth or great wealth of their organizations that they, that they ran that did not put it into their franchises. So it doesn't always equate that way. But the Wall Street guys have pretty much a flair where they want to come in. If they're going to come in and buy these franchises for astronomical amount of money, they want to be movers and shakers. They want to make the big splash. They want to hire the big person. They want to hire the big person to get the job done. They want to hire the big star. They want to pay the big bucks. That's what they want to do. So that was what Med fans have been hoping for. Now it's back to the drawing board. Are the Wilpons keeping the team? We'll have to wait and see. I have no reason to think they are not. Uh, can a owner be found? I'm sure one could be found. Now, that means you're talking down the line. The guy still has to, will have to be vetted. Uh, you'll have the whole procedure to go through. You're talking about a year no matter what now, minimum. Uh, and if you want to spend a lot of time on laying blame, all you're going to get are rumors. 
no one's going to specifically give you chapter and verse about what happened here. Because there'll be two, two, there'll be two stories like any negotiation. If Cohen came out and said, they changed the deal, they did this, they did that, you'll have somebody backing up Fred and Jeff saying, that's not what happened. Because today, you had the commissioner come out and say, it is completely wrong to blame this on the Wilpons. Now, that doesn't mean that's accurate. He's going to protect his current owners. We know that. And it makes more sense that something happened in that area than in the Cone area. But you know what? A, it doesn't really matter. All you know is the deal is already dead. But you have the commissioner clearly out there making a very strong statement that they didn't do anything to disrupt the the deal. We don't know if that's the case. There are stories everywhere that they did that basically Jeff wanted to control you know, and, and, and maintain his power base while the team was now 80% in the control of a new owner. Is that true? Is that not true? Is that what they agreed upon? Is it not what they agreed upon? Who knows? We weren't there. What we do know now is that he has taken his chips and gone home. That from the commissioner. So it wasn't going to impact the team much this year anyway. The question is, what does it mean for the franchise going forward? We'll have to wait and see. We just don't know. We'll have to wait and see whether they decide to go in a different direction or whether they maintain control and ownership of their franchise. You know, if they decided to sell. Now, maybe it was important that they kept a piece and they were looking only for someone who was willing to agree to that kind of deal. And maybe that's the only kind of deal they'll make. I don't know that. But if they have decided that they want to cash in, they want to do certain things with the money going forward, whether it's you know the entire family or most of the family or whatever it may be, that would probably lead you to think they would be investigating or at least looking for someone else to come in and make the same deal. Can they find someone who would make the same deal? I don't know. I think it's very hard to make a deal when it's not 100%, where you're not just taking complete control. Hey, if you buy something, you want to own it. You want to run it. I was surprised that, that I was surprised by them staying on in, when I first heard it. I don't, that had to be something they wanted. Keeping a portion of the money in is not a big deal. As I've said to you many times, the Yankees and using that with Steinbrenner being as completely in control of a franchise as anyone has ever been, he was never more than a managing general partner. He never had a stake upwards of, say, 58, 59% of the franchise. It might have varied a percentage point here or there, but he had a lot of, you know, two and four and six percent owners as investors. And you can have a bunch of those. You just need one managing general partner who's got more than 50% of the team. Al Davis did the same thing. Al was known as the managing general partner, and that's exactly what George was. They didn't own the whole franchise. They owned the major portion of it. They controlled it. 
We do the same thing with racehorses. When you have a partnership with racehorses, the track will only deal with one person. So even if you have a 50-50 partnership, which I happen to have with uh, Lee Einstein from Casamigos Tequila, he and I own a bunch of horses together. 50-50 partnerships. And I put him as the managing general partner on all the partnerships. We run in his silks because I don't really care. I mean, I have silks too, but you can only run in one silks. And you can only have one person designated because the track will only deal with one person. And they only want, when there's a question, they have to have that because if you have 10 owners on a horse, what are you going to do? Bring all 10 people in who decide, hey, we would like you to run in this stake. Well, I got to get a vote now. Let's see, we'll get seven out of 10. We got to get a majority. We'll get five out of 10. No, you have one person you deal with. So you have a managing general partner. Somebody's in control. You state somebody's in control of the franchise. It's much easier to have that when someone has more than 50%. Doesn't have to have a lot more than 50, just needs 51 to get that done. And then is in complete control and has the, as much authority as if they had 100%. This was going to be weird, though. You're talking about having 20% and still be in a position of authority. That's odd. That's very, very odd. I mean, how much you, you really can think you're in a position of authority, but if the other guy's got 80% and you have 20, you know what? You're not in a position of authority. You're along for the ride. The guy with the 80s making all the calls. That should have been the case from the beginning. Now, listen, uh, many times I've hailed our audience as being one that is extremely charitable whenever we ask it to be. And I'm going to put the touch on you a little bit here because I know that uh, Marty, and uh, uh, through his charity, and he does a great job with it, he's raised an incredible amount of money. He's done incredible work for the kids. Uh, and they have an event coming up, and they need some help. So we're going to see if we can give them a little and uh, talk about it now. Marty, welcome. How are you? Well, thank you, Mike. I appreciate it. All right, so tell us what's going on. First of all, this weekend's the event, right? Well, we have an event this weekend for Mardi Gras where we bring in uh, a lot of people for just a night of entertainment. It's the first fundraiser of the year, and what we're trying to do is play a little bit of catch-up. Last year, we were a little short in the funds that we raised, and as a result, on January 13th, we had almost 80 wishes come through the door, and that you know, equates to almost a half a million dollars that we would have to raise so that we can fund those wishes. And you know, right now, we're playing catch-up to uh, fulfill those wishes from 2019 so that we can get to the 2020 wishes. Let's talk a little bit about it. What, what, what this is, is these are for the kids who just like to make a wish. The foundation gives the kids the one wish they want. Now, each wish is not cheap, right? So you're talking about each one is going to cost thousands of dollars. So you're talking about raising somewhere close to half a million bucks, right? We are. All right. And, 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 and what's the, where is the event this weekend? This weekend is at the uh, Oyster Bay Mansion. Over there in Syosset. Okay, the Oyster Bay Mansion. And if someone wants to get involved, what's the phone number or give me a website? The big thing is they go to the website, martylionsfoundation.org, where they can call 631-543-9474. 631-543-9474. And you're talking about kids that range from 
like three until 17 years old of age, right? Right around right. there, right? Three to 17 that's been diagnosed with a terminal illness or a chronic life-threatening illness. And our whole mission for the last 38 years is to create a better today and memories for tomorrow. And what, well, give the people an idea, Marty, what would be, a, what would be an average, like what would be a, 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 something that the kids would ask for? Well, the number one wish for the last 38 years is still to go to Disney World. If a child is too sick, it may be a computer, or a child may just want to meet an athlete or a celebrity of their choice. Right now we're in the process of completing a wish that we have a child that wants to meet the president. So um, in the last 38 years, Mike, we've been very fortunate, very blessed that we've been able to sponsor over 7,900 families. We've been able to raise over $35 million. Wow. And wow. We're going to keep going as long as there's a child out there that needs our help, uh, a family that needs our support. And unfortunately, we just run into so many families that uh, they have an individual that the life may be cut short. So we don't say last wish. We say special wish because, you know, God willing, maybe a miracle happens and a child just has that determination to fight through their illness and they survive it. So right now you are in line where you have about 80 that you're looking to grant. I'm looking to, I'm going to grant those 80, Mike. I, it's just a matter of time before I can raise the money for it. An average wish um, back in 1982 when I started it, the average wish would cost about $2,500. Now it's about $5,700. 57 per wish. per wish. Okay. And the number again is 631-543-9474. Or they can go to the Marty Lyons Foundation uh, on the website, right? The right. Mar- dot org. MartyLyonsFoundation.org. And the event is Saturday at the Oyster Bay Mansion. Are there tickets available still, or is it sold out? No, the tickets are still available. And if they don't want to participate in that one, uh, we have events throughout the year, whether it's bowling and whether it's uh, coming to the golf tournament, as we were blessed when you came two years ago right. and was the recipient of the Leon Hess Award. I think you had the firsthand effect of what – uh, attending an event like that meant and meeting some of the families that have actually had a wish, um, what it means to them. It's so, you know, means so much that we have to understand that, you know, you can always make more money, you can't make more time. And that's what we're trying to do for these families is create more time with their loved ones. And, and you know, what, 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 you've been doing this for a long time, right? How many years is this now? This number 38. What what was the thing that made you start it? Well, in 1982, my oldest son, Rocky, was born on March 4th. My, son, uh, my dad suddenly died of a heart attack on March 8th, and a little boy that I was a big brother to died on March 10th at the age of five and a half. And I really struggled to find an answer. I kind of blamed myself. I said, what am I doing wrong in life at the age of 25 that God would do this to me? And then as months went by, I realized that this is, this is life. And Coach Brian had always said a winner in the game of life is the person that gives of themselves so other people can grow. And here was that opportunity for me to do something with a platform that he had given me, playing football for the Jets in New York, the media capital of the world. Was I going to continue to run, or could I start a foundation to help these kids that were being cheated out of life? And be honest with you, Mike, when I started it in 1982, 
We had no money in the bank. We had six people sitting around the table, and we just had the determination and drive, and then the goodwill of people out here on Long Island. It was absolutely incredible. So we started the chapter out here in 1982, and now we operate in 13 states. That's unbelievable. And again, folks, they need the help. Uh, as I said, I went to the golf tournament. It's a massive event. Uh, I happen to know, uh, really, the connection was through my mother-in-law's doctor, Dr. Vermeer, who's a wonderful doctor. The guy's the nicest guy in the world. My wife knows him very well, and I know you're very close to Dr. Vermeer. He's a very good guy, and he does a, a lot of good work, and he's very, I mean, he's a very accessible doctor. He's a wonderful guy. He really is. Uh, and, uh, you know, you raised a lot of money that day, and I know uh, it's a very big event, so I know this takes a, a lot of your time and effort to put this together, and I hope that uh, this gets you some attention, and I will ask the audience to dig deep, and anything they can give, send it to the uh, MartyLionsFoundation.org, or call 631-543-9474, and let's see if we can dent that number of 80 wishes for these kids who hopefully are, are going to be able to hang on until they get their, their dream to come true. Most of them, I'm, I'm sure, will, but we just hope that's the case. Well, we're hoping and praying, Mike, and, I, and we appreciate this opportunity to spend some time with you this afternoon. All we need is one or two of your listeners to say, hey, we want to make a difference. Um, we can show them exactly where their money goes. Ninety percent of every dollar we raise goes directly into program services. So we have a great deal of volunteers that have gotten behind the cause in the last 38 years that really has enabled us to, you know, make it through difficult times like this. And we're going to keep plugging away. Like I said, as long as there's a sick child out there, then we're going to continue to fight to raise money. Well, listen, thanks uh, for coming on. I appreciate it. Good luck with the event Saturday, and we will do, uh, spread the word as much as we can next couple of days, okay? You got it, Mike. Stay well. Thank you. Thank you. All right, Marty Lyons, again, 631-543-9474, the MartyLyonsFoundation.org. 80 wishes. It costs them $5,700 to make one of these wishes come true. They're 80 wishes behind. Uh, I know through the doctors that are part of Marty's uh, group uh, and are, are very much a part of his foundation that they have had an incredible amount of people reach out to them who want wishes. They also have, for a couple of reasons, gotten behind wishes where they just, as you said, have to fund so many of them, and they're so expensive now, that you're talking about 80 which would take them somewhere close to $500,000, what they need. So anything anybody can give in our audience, a dollar, two dollars, five, or if you can do better than that, a corporation that can do better than that, I don't know what better cause you could get behind than to give a dying kid his last wish. I mean, I, I don't know where else you would uh, spend your money. Uh, I promise you I will be sending money along to them. Uh, that's all I can do is, is send along uh, money to them and ask you if you have it. If you don't, I understand. But if you are in the audience and you do and you can make a difference, what else could you do with your money that would be better or would be something where you'd feel more rewarded for taking money that you might be able to spare and give a dying kid a last wish? I mean, think about it. You know, think about it when you have healthy kids. Think about, you know, where you're sitting around the dinner table or you're going driving home right now and you're going home and you have a house full of healthy kids. Well, everybody doesn't. 
And, you know, for the grace of God and for the luck uh, of the draw, you know, you don't. And when you do, what you try to do is just try to make those kids that, you know, you can't even think about stuff like that when you have healthy kids or think about your kids being sick because there's no feeling for a parent that's worse, that, that is, is any more depressing because you can't do anything about it. You know, you're limited in how you can help them. A lot of times you're dealing with kids here that can't be helped. These are terminal cases, a lot of them, or cases where there is not a lot of hope. And these kids, they try to give them that special moment. Uh, and think about the, just the reward of, of being able to get involved in that. Marty's been doing this for a very long time. Uh, I went to his golf tournament, which was the most massive golf tournament I ever went to in my life. I mean, there must have been 2,000 people there that day. They gave me an award for no reason. They shouldn't have given me one. But the point is, um, uh, that was very nice of them, but I, I didn't do anything. All I did was show up. Um, but the bottom line was, uh, you see how much they do and what a labor of love it is for Marty uh, to go out there and raise this money and make a difference in all these uh, people's lives. And it just shows you how many people out there are looking to make that experience a positive one for their child who really are in a helpless situation. They're just trying to make one day better or a couple hours better or give that, that young person who has been dealt such a tough hand a chance to have some special moments to look forward to and something to rally around. And, you know, in life, people need something to rally around. I mean... Everybody does. There has to be a reason, you know, why you get up in the morning and you're, you're looking for something better and you're looking for it to be a good day and you're hoping or dreaming that something special is going to happen. So anybody who can help in any way, you know, I apologize for putting the touch on you this way, but it is for a very, very good cause. And this audience has always been through my many years with you whether it was uh, Tomorrow's Children's Fund, where we helped raise $45 million, or uh, SIDS, or the hunger year stuff we've done year after year, our program has always uh, been able to raise an incredible amount of money. We've had the most generous audience in the world. So I never ask you to give something you don't have. I don't expect that. You know, I don't expect that ever. So if you don't have it, you know, I understand. But if you do, and if you could spare a couple of bucks, we'll send it along and make some kid's day a little brighter, okay? And give them something to rally around. And I mean, I, I don't think where your money could be better spent than to send some kid uh, to Disneyland and put a smile on his face. Some kid who's battling a terminal disease and is, you know, six years old or eight years old and nine years old and did nothing in his life to deserve such a fate. Uh, you try and do whatever little bit you can to make their time here a little more special. And uh, that's what the foundation does. So again, 631-543-9474 or contact the MartyLionsFoundation.org. The event Saturday night at the uh, Oyster Bay Mansion. Uh, he has a couple of events through, during the year. Uh, so that's going to be this Saturday night. Again, you can get involved with that, tickets for that, or just send along any donation that you can. I appreciate it greatly. Um, tomorrow, we will uh, delve into the you know, stories that we're still following, including what's going on with the Mets and the Knicks and everything else uh, on the first Friday without football, now that we've put the uh, crowning uh, touch on the football season, now that the Chiefs uh, reign supreme and... Uh, 
congratulations to them. And again, uh, MartyLionsFoundation.org, 631-543-9474. Our program tonight, as always, brought to you by the uh, good folks from Casamigos Tequila. Casamigos, brought to you by those who drink it, and we thank them for their patronage and their support, which is always enormous, and they have been incredibly charitable to all the charities that we've uh, been a part of. So uh, we thank them for that uh, all the time. They have been incredible, really incomparably uh, charitable, so we thank them for that. And for anybody who can do anything tonight, you know what? If you give a couple of bucks to help make a sick kid's day brighter, hey, it's a very good investment. We'll see you tomorrow. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.